It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. We're here today with three guests. This is one of my favorite formats of the show. This is the roundtable. I'm here with Beth Smith, Mayara Souza, and Jennifer Strout. Welcome to all three of you today. Thanks. Thank you. Good to be here. Let's, uh, let's go around the circle and let each of you introduce yourself and what you do in the health and wellness space. Okay, I'll start. Hi, I'm Beth Smith. I'm an integrative health practitioner and I use functional medicine to help women with hormonal imbalances. Hi, I'm Mayara and I am a sound therapist. I use acoustic sound to relax the nervous system and release stress, mental, emotional, physical, any type of stress and achieve better sleep, better digestive system, get rid of chronic pain. It's a variety of things that we treat with sound. Hello, I'm Jennifer. I have a startup. We use machine learning and artificial intelligence to allow fitness professionals to reach more of their clients with emotion tracking. And I'm Chris Jenke. I've been a fitness trainer since 2004. I started this podcast mid-2020 during COVID because I wanted to chat with folks like all of you. And I, my first question for each of you, we will go... We'll start with Jennifer this time. Health, wellness, what do you feel is the first step either for yourself in getting healthy and fit or maybe a recommendation that you would give somebody else? For example, you're at a, I don't know, let's say you're at a party and you meet somebody and they say, oh, you're into health, you're into fitness. What, what should I do? I want to get healthier. What would be the first couple things you would recommend? I think it's really important to find out what is that person's like lifestyle currently and to see where you can adapt and change. So if they already have a routine, such as like brushing their teeth in the morning and making their bed, adding something small into that routine so that it's not like you're starting from scratch. So I like to integrate things into existing habits and where if somebody wants to replace a poor habit, figuring out why do they have that current habit? What need does it fill? And then can we find a positive habit that would still fill that need? So I think Overall, like the bottom line is figuring where that person's starting at and making it like the smallest first step, right? Because the biggest hurdle I think for people is just getting started. And if so, we put like the marker that they have to reach too high. A lot of people just feel like they can't ever get there. And then they just give up before they've even made a try. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Mayara, what about you? What do you think is the first step? Yeah, I like that idea. I break things down into steps as well. But usually for me, it's like looking at what do they want to achieve? What do that mean for them? What does that mean? Because health and wellness means different things for different people. Like Jennifer was saying, depends on where they are at already. And so for me, I would just go directly to what do you want to achieve? What does that mean for you? Does that mean losing weight? Does that mean eating better? Does that mean what? And then reverse engineer whatever the outcome it is that they are looking for into smaller steps, just like Jennifer was saying, to come up with the first step, like just one small thing, but knowing that 
outcome that they are looking for. What is it on the long run or the big picture? What is that they are looking for? And then take one step at a time, just like Jennifer was saying, figure out the first one, take it, great, celebrate, go for the next one, implement a little something else, celebrate all the wins out. So to me, that's very important to keep yourself on the journey. Celebrate the victories. That's great. Yeah. What about you, Beth? What would you say is the first step? I love what they both said. And it I absolutely agree. You have to break things into digestible pieces. I think the reason a lot of people have found that they've tried things and not succeeded is because they tried to tackle everything at once. So what I always start with my clients with nutrition. That's the first place we start. And as I tell them, you don't have to change everything today. But we have to look at what you're putting into your body, because if you're not giving your body the nutrients it needs, it's never going to heal because the women that come to me are really looking to balance hormones, heal gut issues. And so the foundation of that for my practice is nutrition. Absolutely. For, for each of you, how did each of you get started with your own personal journey? Like, how did you wind up here? But I'm always fascinated by these stories. And let's start with my, my, my trigger was that my father had a heart attack at 37 and passed and he was an alcoholic. And so when I was getting close to 30, I started realizing by that point that I was also an alcoholic until then I was just like doing what everybody else did, just drinking a lot and partying and enjoying life. When I was getting close to 30, I started realizing like, no, wait a second. I depend on this substance. I can't live without it. That's the definition of alcoholism. And like you said, Beth, my eating habits were terrible as well. And because his story is of a heart attack that took his life so early, I was four years old when he passed. I started my research. I started my concerns and my fear and my worry around heart conditions because I was taught that in my family, there was a case of heart attack and stroke. And there was a stroke on my mom's side, her brother. So there was hard stuff going on. I was taught that I had the gene and so that that was very likely to happen to me also. And that scared me. Like when I was getting close to 30, I was like, that's early. I have my daughter now to raise. That's not the future that I want for myself. So when I started my research on heart conditions, I came across epigenetics teaching me that, yes, you do have the genes, but they need to be turned on just like my father's were turned on by your lifestyle. I was like, that was my big aha moment. I was like, if it is lifestyle, I know that it's difficult is still to change lifestyle, but easier to change my genes and not have those genes in my body. So I started researching how to change lifestyle. And one of the first things that came for me, besides nutrition, Beth, that came up like right off the bat, you got to pay attention to what you're eating. It was hydration, drink lots of water, and then meditation. And then after meditation, everything started unfolding. I came across all the practices, all the different things. And little by little, we started getting my life back on track. But to start was that worry about heart condition and all that path that I was going to. Absolutely. And then Beth or Jennifer, how did, how did you get started with where you are? So I, my story was very similar. I got to where I'm at and started this business because of my own personal health crisis. And I love what you said about your genes. And one of my favorite quotes is that genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. And yeah. my lifestyle was 
contributing to my health issues. And same thing, a terrible diet, terrible sleep habits, high stress, all of the things. And I just very slowly over many years, my body just started shutting down because of the health issues. And my doctors just wrote me off and said, this is it. This is your life now. And I think so many people deal with that and they just accept that answer. And I, in my forties, was not willing to accept that I was going to be sick all the time and not have the energy to do the things that I wanted to do and enjoy my life. And so I started searching for a better way. And yeah, same thing. Once I learned to manage the stress in my life and, and eat things that are going to fuel and nourish my body instead of tear it down, it was the beginning of change for me. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. That's awesome. What about you, Jennifer? How, what was the story behind how you got to start this company that helps personal trainers and helps them with their health journeys? Yeah. So I have two small children, a three and a six-year-old. And so I was trying to get back to the gym myself and my youngest was six months at that point. And there's not many gyms you can take children of that age for like their daycare center. But I found one but it ended up being a two and a half hour journey for a 40 minute class. So the class was great. I love the class. The kids hated the childcare. And I ended up basically after a couple months, not going there anymore. But when I looked at the work at home solutions, it just reminded me of using my grandfather's VHS Tybo videos back in the nineties. And I was like looking for feedback. So I was like, there's this big gap there. And before having kids, I also was a yoga instructor and personal trainer myself. So I was trying to say, what it, maybe I just, I'm not looking for the solution, right? As an end user, maybe I need to look at it, like what solutions exist that trainers are using. And I still wasn't finding any. And so I made one to bridge the gap between in-person training and at home and something that could be used in hybrid situations. So people had options. That's really cool. And then for me, just my life as a trainer started 2004. I was always active as an athlete, you know, growing up and everything, but I had experienced a lot of back pain when I was a teenager and I bulged a disc in my lower back when I was 14. So that was pretty bad. And I went out searching for solutions to that, tried chiropractic and doctors and acupuncture and stuff. And I found that just healthy movement was the best way to do that. So that's why I focus on like core training, balance, stretching, things like that. But so for each of you, I want to know, can you guys hear me? Or I'm hearing like a robot in my ear. I think everybody should keep their mic on mute because I think it's feedback coming through the other mics, honestly. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, okay. That sounds better. Okay, good. Nice. Okay. So my next question for each of you is about the future, about what you envision for your own life personally, and then also maybe the direction that you think fitness, health, the whole industry should go or what people need. I'm going real big picture here. Anything that you guys think about what maybe the future would hold or like the goal of what we can bring to people. So I think we're in a really great position. So who hasn't, let's start with, you know what? I'll let you guys do your rock, paper, scissors tournament. That's what we like to do around here. So you guys, whoever, if any of you is called to answer that question first, again, just kind of yeah, go for it, Jennifer. The, the big piece is connections and accessibility. So for the connections piece, I really like that class that I went to. And if I had my solution at that time, I would have still taken that trainer's classes at home while he was running the live classes. And if I relocate it to some place, like a lot of my friends, when they move, they're like missing their trainer. They could keep that person because sometimes you just mesh really well with a care provider or a trainer. 
And that you can't always replicate that with somebody else. The other thing is like the accessibility piece. If you live in a spot that's really far from certain things and being able to access certain health, like if you're in a metropolitan area, there's so much in terms of options, right? It's easy to find the good match, but that's not always the case depending on where people live. And then also by having more options, it's more accessible in terms of pricing because there's have all different types of trainers and they would be able to offer different price points, which is again, if you're in one area and you have one gym that you could pick from, that's you're locked in to that situation. So either for like fit or price, and then also like competing against yourself instead of competing against others. So this is where like the personalization comes in. And so like a lot of apps that are trying to do community, there's a lot of competition. And so if I'm trying to run five miles, but I'm starting at four miles, that's an increase of one mile. If a friend of mine is going from running two miles to five miles, they're actually going to be running a lot more, but I'm already supposedly ahead on the leaderboard because I started at four miles and she started at two, but by the time she gets to three, she's already gone a whole mile more and she's still behind me. So there's, there's no good place for people who are just getting going to get started and they feel like they can never get ahead. So instead we need to turn that on its head and say like, how can we make it so people are competing against themselves, but still have that community aspect. And I think that's what we're going to really see, like the personalization, people being able to take their health wherever they want to go with it, like literally physically, and also having different accessibility options. So people can start somewhere. And then when they're, I, I really think it's true that health opens more doors for you. So if you're healthier, you might be able to work more, maybe be more productive, may then be able to have more money and then be able to access more health options. The problem is how do we get people to that point? There's that stuck point. And so I think that's where that personalization and customization and options will help people. And I'm hoping that as a global community, I see a lot of people trying to implement more of these types of solutions. And I hope we can keep moving there together. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, getting people's foot in the door so they can take that like spiral upward. But yeah, I agree. It starts with health. Beth or Mayara, either of you have a vision for the future? Where are we headed with this? I definitely do. With functional medicine, the whole idea is wellness and giving your body the things that it needs to function as it was designed to function and combating all of the environmental things that come at us every day that affect our health and our wellness. And so I think, especially here in the U.S., as a society, if you turn on the TV, every other commercial is for a pill of some kind or a prescription of some kind. And so uh, what my hope is and what I feel over the past couple of years has started to happen is people are starting to realize that there's another way. And that's really the message I want to spread is that there's a path to wellness that doesn't involve suppressing symptoms and taking pills, but really balancing your body and giving your body the things that it needs. So I, my vision is to spread the word and get the word out there that there's a way that you can focus on your wellness instead of your sickness. And I think that people are open and ready to start hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think people are open and really ready to start hearing that. And there's a disconnect when I'm, I guess, just because I'm in the world of health and wellness so much that I just think that everybody thinks like this. But then when I watch mainstream television, and then, like you said, the commercials, half the commercials are for medications, and half of the medication commercial is side effects. And I'm like, that doesn't sound too fun. 
So I don't, I'm hoping that we move that direction where more people in the mainstream are thinking like we are, where it's lifestyle, it's prevention, it's things like that. What about you, Mayara? Yes, I totally agree with that. And it's the way I look at it too. The way I teach on my programs, it's exactly the same thing. I want to bring people back to simplicity, to the simplicity of the natural way of doing things. Like with the food, for instance, that we started talking about, it was so simple to just eat your fruits and vegetables. We didn't have this packaged food that has been causing so many disorders and conditions and overweight and diseases and all of this stuff that's been causing. So I can see this future that we're healing ourselves, we're healing the planet in this way of reconnecting to nature, reconnecting to the natural, simple way of doing things. So I teach people like the basics of reconnecting to themselves, reconnecting to nature, stepping on the ground, barefoot, meditating, journaling, having some sunshine over their head to recharge. So all the simple natural ways of doing things, like I work with sound, listen to sounds that are re-energizing your body rather than sounds that are depleting your energy. So it's like what I see for myself, my own practice and the wellness as a collective in the future is this simplicity. It's let's get rid of the complexity that we have created, like with food, with the way of living. There's too much stress. The more we bring complexity into our lives, I believe that the more stress we create, and then we create more chronic conditions and illnesses and all this dysfunctionality that we have going on today. So it's on the same lines that you were talking about, Beth. Come back to simplicity, and then we don't need so much to suppress symptoms because we're living well, we're living in balance and in harmony with ourselves, with others, with nature. It's all the same thing anyways. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said about simplicity. There's a quote. It might be Einstein or somebody. I don't know who said it, but it, it, it takes... It doesn't take any intelligence to make things more complicated, but it takes an incredible amount of intelligence and just willpower to, to simplify the, your whole life into what's important and let's live from that. I want to give each of you a chance to talk about what you're up to and how people can get a hold of you. Beth, let's start with you. How do people get in contact with you? Website, social media? Sure. So my website is betterhealthbybeth.com. I've got several free resources on there. You can book a free consultation on there. Social media is also betterhealthbybeth. I'm very active on both Instagram and TikTok. So you can find me there. I check all of my Instagram DMs. So if you want to reach out via DM on Instagram, it's a great way to contact me as well. Awesome. Mayara, how about you? How do people get in touch with your website, social media? Yeah, so if you go to my website, mayara-souza.com, you're going to find the link to all my social media in there. And I just want to bring up as well, I am finishing a training now in neurofeedback, which I'm going to be adding to my practice as well. So I'm going to be doing the sound therapy with the use of retraining the brain using EEG for neurofeedback. So that's going to be very exciting to merge them together. I'll put more information out on my social media on the website. But yeah, if you go to my website, you have links to my social media there, mayara-souza.com. You're going to find all the good stuff in there. Perfect. And what about you, Jennifer? How do people get in touch with you? So our website is motivateyou.net, but just the letter U. And then on Instagram and on LinkedIn, it's motivateyoutech. And on Facebook and Twitter, it's Motivate 
you <laughs> is just definitely a little bit confusing, but same thing that if you go to the bottom of our website, the footer is all the links to social media. So it's usually a good bet as well. Thank you. Perfect. Absolutely. Again, I want to thank the three of you for joining me today. I know these episodes go a little bit faster because we're, we each get 25%, but it's nice to hear other people's viewpoints and each of your answers and come together and see that we're all on the same page in a way. So again, Beth Smith, Mayara Souza, Jennifer Strout, thank you all so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. It was a pleasure to meet you girls. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.